Hey everyone, and welcome to the Annex Tuesday Night Podcast. The Annex is a community seeking to discover and live life in Jesus. And we hope that this message will help you do just that. If you like what you hear, you can always subscribe. So these messages come right to your phone each week. And you can always check us out at theannexboulder.com or on our Instagram account at theannex.boulder. Enjoy today's message. Hi. What a night. A non-exhaustive list of things we like at the Annex are balloon drops, fun tropical music, and sending students uh, to places that they don't know where it is on the map. Um, If you don't know me, my name is uh, Kelsey Olega. I'm the assistant director here at the Annex, and we are in a series right now that we are calling The Church. And last week, Dave spoke about uh, what is the church? He asked and answered that question. Is the church something that we just simply show up to? Is it just this building, this religious institution that we show up to, that we come to make ourselves feel better morally, that we do this thing and check it off of our uh, to-do list, this box that we have where we just sing group karaoke, listen to someone tell us what to believe about Jesus, and that's it? Or was Jesus' intention something much more deep and rich and meaningful and life-giving than just that. And what we found through studying the life of Jesus was that it was something that was meant to be much more life-giving and meaningful and rich. And what we saw last week was that Jesus tells one of his disciples, Peter, hey, Peter, on you I am going to build my ecclesia. And our Bibles translate that to church. Peter, on you I'm going to build my church. And when we think church, we think this building, we think this religious institution, but what he was referring to then with Peter and what Peter actually lived out was that church, this ecclesia, was actually a movement of people, this group of people moving. Which brings the question for me and maybe for you, how are these people moving and why are they moving? So I'm going to pray and then we're going to hear what this guy Paul has to say about it all. So bow your heads with me. Jesus, uh, we're thankful. Thankful for tonight. Thank you. Thankful for uh, the energy, uh, these students uh, going abroad, going overseas for the summer. Lord, we're thankful for how it is that you lead us, for how it is that you guide us, for how it is that you teach us through your word. So Lord, would we be taught tonight by you? Would we be led tonight by you through your word? It's in your name we pray. Amen. So this guy, Paul, um, actually about uh, like half the New Testament of our Bible is either written by Paul or about Paul. So Paul in Scripture is a pretty big deal. And Paul, in one of his letters, it's his first letter uh, to the church at Corinth, uh, this group of people, this church, this movement of people. He's speaking to them and speaking to them about what church is, and he refers to church and gives us really beautiful imagery of the church as a body. And he's saying, hey, here's the deal. In our body, our bodies are made up of many parts, many different members, but it's one body. He's like, the same is true for church. The church is made up of many parts, many members, many people, but it's one church, one body. And he says it 
in my opinion, is some pretty comical language and is seemingly absurd, but the guy gets to the point. And Paul says this, starting in verse 14 of chapter 12. He says, Now the body is not made up of one part, but of many. If the foot should say, Because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body. It would not be for that reason cease to be a part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body. It would not for that reason cease to be a part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? But in fact, God has arranged the parts in the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. If they were all one part, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, but one body. What he's trying to get at, he's saying every part is vital and important. All parts are there for a reason, and all parts are different, but all parts make one whole. All parts make one body. My dad uh, has a nickname for me, which is Crash. Super endearing nickname from my loving father. And the reason that my nickname is Crash is because I'm pretty accident prone. Um, And over the years, I've broken several bones, have had several stitches, and have been in urgent care in the ER several times for all of those things. And when I was four, I was in gymnastics at the time. And in gymnastics, I loved the bars because you got to flip around the bars. And as luck would have it, in my backyard, there's a swing set with a bar at the top. And so four-year-old little me would climb up to the swing set and do that thing where you, like, wrap your body as tightly as you can around it and, like, get your momentum and you flip around it. And in my four-year-old brain, I was like, flipping around this pole one time is awesome. I bet what's more awesome is seeing how many times I can flip around this pole in a row. Turns out I can only flip around the pole about one and a half rotations before I lose my grip and then fall on the ground and break both of my wrists at the same time. And I still have very vivid memories of being four with two broken wrists because I was in preschool at the time. You know those really big Legos? I have distinct memories of, like, grabbing the Legos with my forearms and then sticking it on top of another Lego and just, like, whacking it with the cast that I had on my wrists. Um, And then a few years ago, I was in a motorcycle accident. And when I say motorcycle accident, I mean moped accident. And I was in a moped accident because I was driving a little too aggressively. And when I say that I was driving a little too aggressively, I mean that as I was going forward on the road, I was bouncing up and down on it because it's pretty fun. Uh, But I bounced a little too aggressively and I was bouncing and then it just went out from underneath me and all of my body weight went on my elbow. Uh, Turns out I broke my elbow, had some stitches there, uh, but I couldn't really use like any of this arm for a few weeks, and so I had to figure out how to just use one arm and one hand. Turns out a lot of tasks take two arms and two hands. Realized that when I couldn't use this one. My body still functioned when I didn't have my wrists. My wrists were weak, they were broken, couldn't quite use them, but my body still worked. Same with this elbow situation. Couldn't really use this whole side of my body, but I had this one. My body figured out a way to adapt and find a workaround to where it didn't need it. So parts of our body aren't 
necessarily needed, you could argue. But what Paul's trying to get out here is that when all parts are present, that's how the body functions best. Can we live without parts of our body? Of course we can. But our bodies were created to function best when all parts are present and all parts are active. And the same is true for the church. Can you not show up? Sure. Can you not be there? Sure. But the body of Christ, the church, functions best when we're all present and we're all active. Because what Paul's trying to get across to us is that each of us are vital. Each of us are important. Each of us serve a different role that others may not. And he actually, he's writing another letter. He wrote it to the church at Ephesus. And he's still talking about this idea of the church being the body. And he says in four sentences what it would have taken me like an hour to try and communicate to you guys. He says it really well. And Paul says this. He says, it was he. So it was Jesus who gave some to be apostles, some to be prophets, some to be evangelists, some to be pastors and teachers. Paul's saying, hey, everyone has a different gift. Everyone serves in a different way. Everyone has a different part and a different role to play in the church body. But why? Why does everyone have a different part? And then Paul goes on and he says, to prepare God's people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up. We each serve a different role and have a different purpose so that the body of Christ can be built up. So that this movement of people can be built up. So that this church can be built up. But how? He says, until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Working together in unity for faith and knowledge of Jesus Christ to attain the full measure of who he is. When we're all together, when we all show up, we're working together for unity and faith and a knowledge of Jesus Christ to attain the full measure of who he is, to come to comprehend who Jesus is. And we're able to do that when we come together as one. And then he goes on and he says, And then we will no longer be infants, tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of men and their deceitful scheming. He's saying, if you come together to this body of Christ, if you show up, if you see that you have a vital and an important part in it, and you're seeking unity and faith in the knowledge of Christ, and you're with others who are doing the same, it becomes much, much easier to not be blown and tossed around by different teachings and beliefs and ways of life and things that may take you away from who Jesus is. And then he goes further and he says, Instead, speaking the truth in love, we will in all things grow up into him who is the head that is Christ. So great news, we're not in this together. The head of the body, or not in this alone, the head of the body is 
Christ. Much like our brains. Our brains are sending signals to our body all day long of what to do. We're all breathing. All of our hearts are pounding right now because our brains are sending signals to tell our body what to do, how to function. The same is true for Christ as the head of the body, the head of the church. He's guiding us and leading us in what to do. And then he ends it by saying this. From Jesus, the whole body, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. From Jesus, the whole body builds and grows itself up in love as each part does its work. We often see church as this thing, this building that we just show up to. This place that we come to, we take up some space in. No one really notices if we're not there, if we don't show up. Mom's not going to call us. No one really cares. It doesn't really affect anyone. But what Paul's saying is that that's not at all true. What Paul's saying is that each and every one of us have a vital and an important role. Because each and every one of us are so different. The part that each and every one of us play is so important to the body of Christ, to the church as a whole. What you offer is something so much different than what I can offer. What the person to the right and left to you can offer is so much different than what you have to offer. We are each so different. And that's the beautiful thing about the body of Christ. And the body of Christ functions best when all parts are present and active. So what does that look like? Well, in his letter to the church of Corinth, Paul goes on and he says, hey, if a part of the body is suffering, suffer with them. If a part is celebrating, celebrate with them. If one's down, lift them up and come alongside them. The body of Christ builds and grows itself in love as each part does its work. So it looks a lot like showing up for others. As someone just straight up down in the dumps, they're depressed, they're anxious, you show up on their doorstep with a little Debbie snack and you give them a listening ear. Did someone just get an incredible job offer, an internship for the summer that they've been wanting? You celebrate with them. Buy them flowers. Buy them their favorite treat. I don't know, but you celebrate with them. Are you struggling with something? Then reach out to someone and talk about it. Ask for help. Ask for prayer. Are you unsure about something? Call someone. Ask for help. Ask for prayer. Are you pumped about something? Then text the whole world. Tell them. We'll celebrate with you. Was someone not here tonight? A friend that you thought was coming didn't make it? Call them when you leave tonight. Say that you miss them, wondering where they were. The body of Christ works best when we show up for one another. Sometimes we think about church, and we think about a Tuesday night, and we think about even small group or retreats, and we often think about what is it that I can get out of this? 
And that's not always bad. We should for sure be learning. But if we switched our mindset just a little bit, and instead we asked, what is it that I can offer others? I think that our experience would be very different. If I went into marriage with Cody, sorry, Cody, I'm using you as an example, sorry. Um, If I went into marriage with Cody and went went into marriage thinking, what is it that I'm going to get out of this? How is he going to love me? How is he going to serve me? I would always be disappointed. Instead, I went into marriage with, how can I love Cody? How can I serve Cody? And what's happened is I've loved him and served him, and he's done the same. Because we just had a little shift in our mindset. Because if the body of Christ is functioning as the body of Christ should function, if we all went in with the mindset, what is it that I can offer? Because each of us offers something so incredibly different from the other. Each of us offers something that is so vital and so important. If we went in with the mindset of what is it that I can offer someone else, your needs also will be met if the body of Christ is functioning as it should. And the first step to that is simply showing up. Showing up to small group. Showing up on a Tuesday night. Showing up on a Sunday morning. Showing up just to dinner with friends. Showing up just to call a friend and ask how they're doing. The body of Christ doesn't just have to look like church here tonight or on a Sunday morning. The church is a movement of people for people. It's the body that builds and grows itself up in love as each part does its work. We build each other up. We grow together in love as we each do our part. In the summer, five messengers going to Guatemala, Mozambique, Latvia, all across the world, And while they're there, they will be joining another part of the body of Christ. And they will suffer with them. They will celebrate with them. They will come alongside them. They will serve with them. They will love them. They will teach them. They will learn from them. They will experience another part of the body of Christ around the world. Because that's the beautiful thing about church. And Jesus' intention about church is church is the body of Christ throughout the entire world. Church isn't just this sanctuary. Church isn't just in Boulder or in America. Church is around the world. Church is a movement of people around the world for people. So will you show up and see that you are vital and you are important and that what you have to offer to the body of Christ is so valuable and so needed, but you can only offer it when it is that you show up. You show up to where the body of Christ is, and you build each other up, you grow together in love, as each of you do your part. Bow your heads, and we'll pray as the worship team comes back up. Jesus, thank you that you didn't leave us alone. Thank you that you lead us and guide us. And you teach us what to do and you teach us where to go when we don't always have the answers, when we don't always know what to do. And Jesus, we're thankful that you've given us each other. 
Jesus, we're thankful that we have each other to lean on, to rest on, to celebrate, to support. We hope you enjoyed today's message. Don't forget to subscribe and we'll see you back here next week.